In this episode of the Business of E-Commerce, I talk with Ritus Loris about how to reach your customers with omnichannel marketing. This is the Business of E-Commerce, episode 79. Today's episode is sponsored by Drip. Drip is the world's first e-commerce CRM and a tool that I personally use for email marketing and automation. Now, if you're running an e-commerce store, you need to give Drip a try, and here's why. Drip offers one-click integrations for both Shopify and Magento. There's robust segmentation, personalization, and revenue dashboards to give you an overview of how your automation emails are performing. One of my favorite features of Drip is the Visual Workflow Builder. It gives you a super easy way to build out your automation rules visually and see the entire process. It lets you get started quickly, but also build very complex automation rules. It's powerful, but also easy to learn, unlike a lot of email tools that offer the same type of automation. To get a demo of Drip today, you can go head over to drip.com slash BOE. That's drip.com slash BOE. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Business of E-Commerce, the show that helps e-commerce retailers start, launch, and grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Charles Pulesky, and I'm here today with Ritus Loris. Ritus is the founder and CEO of Omnisend. I've asked him on the show today to talk a bit how, about how you can use omnichannel marketing to better reach your audience. So, hey, Ritus, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So I want to make sure I got the pronunciation of your name right, too. I uh, might have butchered that. Was I okay? Yeah, that's okay. All right. So <laughs> cool. So I love the topic of uh, omnichannel marketing. It's one of those things that I think there's a lot of misconceptions. So I wanted to kind of dig into um, some of those. So I guess first question to kind of get started is when, when we say omnichannel marketing, are people... I feel like this is a term kind of folks throw around, um, maybe don't, you know, maybe there's some different definitions. What would, what would you define as omnichannel? Let's start off there. Yeah, that's a very good question to kickstart the uh, conversation with. So um, I would say still nowadays, a lot of people, they uh, do think that they do already omnichannel marketing because they're using different channels to uh, either acquire customers or retain them. Um, like, you know, we do email, we do use email, we do use uh, Facebook ads, we do uh, some uh, push notifications and like we treat that we do already uh, omnichannel marketing. But there is a huge difference between like multi-channel and omnichannel things. So an example I have just mentioned, when you are using different channels uh, through different, uh, using different tools and even like different people are very usually responsible for those different channels. So it's a multi-channel thing that definitely you are using different uh, channels to communicate with your customers, but they are not linked to each other. They're not synchronized. They're not on a single flow. And in opposite omni-channel, real omni-channel marketing is once you put different channels on a single flow, uh, what does it mean? That you start to like promotional conversation, let's call it like that, with your customer through one channel, which is the most preferred either by the customer or which is the best thing, or by you because it's the most effective, cost-effective way. Let's say starting with email campaigns, some automated email campaigns, and only if your customer is ignoring and not coming back to uh, to complete the purchase, let's say, if it's Let's say some reminder campaign, either a cart abandonment or browse abandonment campaign. So you start with email, then you do the push notifications, then you do uh, send text messages, which is a bit more costly. And only if 
the customer perspective customer let's say is ignoring you only when you're adding like more and more expensive channels to outreach that customer ending up with like facebook or google retargeting ads which are uh, the most expensive channels to outreach customers so that's an omni-channel way that you have single triggers to start campaigns then you do use different channels to communicate with customers and then you have single trigger to stop the campaign as i i, I often kind of have uh, this example i have questions once talking to people but you know uh, like from my personal perspective i sometimes i face such a situation i i was looking for something i have bought it that product uh, in that exactly online store, but they still continue showing me remarketing, retargeting, remarketing ads. So why do they do so? And the reason is because uh, some, let's say, email marketing tool have uh, have uh, recorded the trigger correctly in that purchase has been completed transaction has been completed but uh, but another pixel was lost somewhere and the transaction when is not recorded properly and another campaign continues uh, yeah so having on on a single flow and then single triggers that's an omni channel thing yeah i like that differentiation of multi-channel like you said versus omni-channel because i feel like that's one of those things where when you get started um you know everyone does retargeting right and you can retarget it google and facebook and even linkedin now um but you kind of just blasting out the same message so you're saying omnichannel is more of like working through these different channels so starting off with one and then the next step is just kind of like graduating up these tears right yeah that's that's correct and having those channels on a single flow and being managed by uh, by the same marketers because what uh, quite often happens that different people are responsible for like email marketing for retargeting uh, visual retargeting campaigns on ads like facebook google etc uh, so yeah, omnichannel is really having single customer view and single customer journey and using different channels on a single flow to communicate with a customer gotcha okay i like that idea so then you're saying so e-commerce someone comes to your site um you know, isn't ready to buy, they're kind of just browsing around. What is kind of a typical flow you would move through on trying to move them from, you know, completely cold to lukewarm to warmer to actually being a buyer? Like, how would you, what's an example of a journey you'd move them through? Yeah, so we have uh, at Omniscient, we, we define like five key steps of, of a customer journey. So our first one is even before having a contact. So it's anonymous anonymous visitor to your website, to your online store. Uh, so uh, with that visitor, the first goal in the first stage is to convert a visitor into subscriber, uh, to, to convert into subscriber. So this is a second uh, stage, like becoming a subscriber and what's talking about subscriber what's very important that usually we do understand subscribers an email subscriber leaving an email address and obtaining for newsletters but uh, but uh, what we advocate for is really that this uh, definition should be expanded so subscriber is the one who obtains to email list the one who uh, gives a permission to communicate via facebook messenger which uh, allows you to send push notifications all or text messages mmss so all of those are subscribers because you get the permission from a person to communicate like with uh, 
a customer. So that's uh, and more channels you get from a single person, uh, the better is because the probability to reach uh, this, this same person for different channels is much, much higher. So that's what businesses should be doing. So it's kind of a second stage. Third stage is we call those shoppers. Once we are able to identify that the person is looking for something specific, either it's a new phone or or fridge, or a new book, whatever. So uh, usually people are browsing at certain uh, time, they're browsing very specific product category and looking for very specific products. And so there are opportunities to, to run uh, like browse abandonment campaigns or like cart abandonment reminder campaigns, which is like the most popular automation in the world among our customers as well. And it's very effective as well. Uh, so really reminding that the customer have uh, has abundant either a shopping basket or, or one step uh, uh, like before that, just browsing specific category and you just start showing different uh, products from that specific category to encourage person to come back and to complete the purchase, either like sending emails or text messages or showing banners, retargeting banners of very specific product category. And would you hit them up with that at all at once in that way? So would you say... Hey, they're shopping, you know, they want to buy this particular category. Let's show them a banner, send them an email, something like just like bang, bang, bang. Or do you kind of stagger that or what do you kind of do there? So, so it depends on, on your strategy. Uh, it depends. So both can be done. So uh, it's more conservative strategies to so do it like one by one. Uh, you start with email, which is the most cost effective thing. Uh, so let's say sending a couple of emails in a row. If a customer is ignoring you, then you uh, send push notifications. Then you send a Facebook Messenger message. Then you start sending like text messages, MMSs. Only, only then you end up with retargeting again. So it's one option. Second option is you are more aggressive and you really you are more pushy and you want to push your customer immediately so you start communicating via different channels immediately uh, it's a bit risky that second option that might be too intrusive uh, for, for for a customer you know and uh, uh, if if you are if you are how to say hyperactive and uh, the customer feels overload of messages coming for you so some uh, might be a defensive reaction but okay okay guys I mean it's too much for for, for me I, I don't want I wouldn't have anything in common with you i would prefer choosing someone else over you because you are too interested so we really advocate the first thing that yeah you do it just one by one and and you know once customers uh, usually you don't have a permission to communicate via all different channels with a customer but you have like two channels three channels sometimes four channels so you know i'm just adding them on a single flow and if one of the channels we don't have a permission we just skip you know within the flow you just skip that so sending email having no permission to send push notifications skip push notifications sending text messages having email that's enough to start showing google and facebook ads yeah so we would recommend that first option not to be too intrusive how do you actually because i think a lot of folks are probably thinking this right now how do you get permission initially right they come to your site and you hear of all these people that have you know thousand people come and nobody opts into anything. Um, what kind of, what are you doing at that kind of initial stage to even get permission? And how do you get permission to do multiple things even more so, right? Like a lot of folks are barely getting an email address. Um, how, how do you get an email address, a phone number and Facebook credential, uh, Facebook, um, your Just permission. Yeah. 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 How do Just, you get permission yeah. to hit them on Facebook? Like, how do you get, how do you even get any of those or all of those? Like, how do you move through that process? 
the simple answer would be by asking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but so. it's definitely true. I mean, by 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 asking. So how can you ask? So uh, statistics shows that you know ninety seven percent of of online stores traffic does not end up as conversion. So it's a huge number, only like two to three uh, percent ends up as conversion. So this is a huge opportunity to ask for um, extra permission. So uh, first thing, so definitely once someone is purchasing things, ask for permission to communicate then. That's the basic thing. Uh, the second thing is really um, use pop-ups, use sign-up forms, use some gamification elements. There are different tools like some of the tools like Omnisend. There is, the feature is included in there, but there are like third-party tools to capture email addresses, to capture uh, push notification permissions, etc. So, and uh, uh, you know. Once you have a form, again, like a lot of marketers, they're still thinking, I need a subscriber, so I will ask for email address in a single form. But a part of asking of email address, ask optionally for phone number and for, let's say, Facebook Messenger permission. And some of the people, they would prefer Facebook over over email or phone number over, over uh, email as well. So some of them will add three tick boxes, some of them will pick just one channel, but leave an opportunity for customer to choose their preferred channel. That's very important. So the first thing is really asking, don't, uh, don't hesitate to ask things. And, uh, and the second thing, leave an opportunity for a customer to decide which channels do we prefer. And we have like kind of made a research uh, at, 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 um, at the beginning of this year analyzing our customers' uh, behavior and their customers' behavior. So um, just standard pop-up. If you want, you d- sometimes I, like someone says to me that, okay, but pop-up, I, I, I hate pop-ups by myself, so I don't want to show pop-ups on my online store. Uh, on one hand, it's right, but uh, on the other hand, they are the most effective ways to collect email addresses. So you should not show pop-up immediately after someone lands lands on your online store, on your landing page, but you can show the pop-up when someone is intending to leave your store or when someone is spending more than like one minute on your online store or when someone is clicking for a fifth time on your online store. That shows that uh, there that there exists some kind of already uh, emotional relationship with your brand, with your online store. The person is spending some time, so the probability that the one will agree to exchange a personal data uh, to something like a discount, a free delivery, or some extra uh, you know, gift. What, uh, is, so, what are some things yeah. that have worked well, right? Because I feel like you could, you could try a, diff- a bunch of different things, but what are some... What are some of the effective um, offers to kind of basically say, I'll give you a coupon in exchange for, you know, all your information? Like, what are some of the more effective ways of getting that? Yeah, so the, the most effective ways, like both short term and long term, I uh, will explain why it's important is really to give something which is really related to, to the product which a person has intent to buy. So discount, free delivery, those are very effective. Another very effective way is really doesn't matter what you sell uh, to make a lottery to win an iPad. 
uh, I mean, you're going to collect a lot of email addresses, but the downside of this that those people will not sign up uh, because they are keen to buy your product. They will sign up because they are keen to win an iPad. So it's better to give like a discount, a free delivery or uh, some extended warranty, let's say, etc. Yeah, so your standard warranty is one year, so you can get uh, extended two years warranty if you sign up now. So it's very related to what uh, the, the prospective customer is willing to buy or looking for. And then it's good for, for the person and it's good for you because you get a proper contact and you uh, you see the intent. Gotcha. I was on a website the other day where they actually offered a, um, a paper catalog to mail you. And in exchange, mm-hmm. you're going to put you obviously put your address in um, to obviously need your name. And then very easily, they can just kind of slip in the email, um, which I thought was a pretty clever thing. Almost just like this like throwback from, I just remember like the Sears catalog, that sort of thing. And they then had your information pretty much for life. And it was kind of the same idea of they're going to send you something. And because it's in the mail, it's physical, it feels valuable. Um, and you know, you have to, and there's obviously this like this thing where, okay, I have to give my information because they have to mail me the catalog. So it wasn't like, they were asking to market to me. They were asking because I actually just wanted the catalog and I wanted to browse through it. Um, I thought that was kind of a clever thing of... Great example. Yeah, of just saying we'll mail you yeah. something. Um, super yeah, easy and it just makes sense. It kind of fits with this. Yeah, that's a great example. And if you are in the industry, let's say, of perfume or, or cosmetics in general, or any other industry where samples are available, so again, what you have said so you can promise, I'm going to send you over a uh, few samples. So you're not sure if, you, if you're going to like uh, the smell of that new perfume or you're going to, uh, the, the specific cosmetics going to fit your skin type. So we will send you over some samples. Just leave your email address yep. or give us a permission to communicate via text messages, push notifications, etc. Yeah, so that's a great example. Absolutely. But not all industries can have this. Uh, but yeah, just being creative and, and giving something valuable, uh, that's, that's a thing. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I think the valuable is kind of the most yeah. there. And yeah. Failing- and you know what's 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 on top? Like gamification works as well very well uh so let's say like wheel of fortune or some gift boxes where you are not sure that okay there is a variety of prizes available let's say from something very small to something really substantial and you can spin the wheel and win something uh that works a lot as well people uh like those uh, uncertainty uh, you know kind of gambling thing etc and if the the best prize is really something substantial so uh they are willing to 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 try it out and that how that works is basically to spin the wheel they put their email in or they put in they have to give you something and they get a turn sort of thing that's that's correct yeah got it and usually and whatever they win, they uh, they usually receive it uh, via email or via text message. So there's uh, there's, uh, there's a reason to leave original original data, not fake. But so, sometimes what happens if you have very good price, but you show immediately the result that okay you have won a discount or you just have got a discount. Sometimes what happens is that people are leaving fake email addresses, fake phone numbers. Uh, so and if you deliver it uh, via by email via text message, so uh, that's that's a reason for them to leave uh, original ones, not fake ones. Got it. Do you advocate because you mentioned asking all at once for email, Facebook, uh, mobile? Well, what I've seen other folks do is 
kind of ask one thing and then on the thank you, like get your email and on the thank you page say, oh, we can talk to you on Facebook too. And then on the thank, and then there's like a different thank you page on, oh, we can talk to you on mobile too. And it just, it's almost like these thank you pages go forever and they just ask you for a different thing each time. Have you ever tried the other strategy as well? Yeah, 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 we did. And then uh, we saw some of the customers doing that and results are pretty good. Uh, actually, after after each uh, stage, uh, like the ratio of, of, of subscription goes down, that's that's natural. Uh, but yeah, that's that's an option to have uh, to have uh, already an email address signed up and then then asking for, for other. I mean, it's it's a bit more uh, complicated to implement that. So uh, so it's more for like uh, advanced players, I would say, that you have uh, some capabilities to to develop a little bit and to really collect all those permissions. Uh, so so, but yeah, that's that 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 things really really uh, works. That thing really works. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the toughest things about the whole omni-channel approach on all these channels, getting them synced up. Just because like the targeting options on Facebook are so wildly different than the targeting options on even Google or LinkedIn. Like some of the biggest platforms still have very different targeting options. Any kind of tips on how you would, um, you know, because Facebook, you can hit an audience like extremely specific on people that did this, but didn't do this, but did this for five seconds. And like, it's so specific, but then Google's totally different with how they target. LinkedIn has a very different approach. Any kind of tips on how to get all these platforms doing something similar-ish or at least working together? Uh, so uh, my, my advice would be to use like uh, some third-party solutions which uh, unify. Uh, what, what usually happens with those third-party solutions, they usually don't provide like 100% of the capabilities you would have uh, using uh, directly like Facebook or Google or LinkedIn uh, separately, but uh, then you have uh, a little bit less mess. And then it's 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 a bit easier. So uh, so that's that would be a, a one of the advice. Just really, you know, I use third-party solution, which gonna synchronize uh, uh, all all of your activities, and then you're gonna you're gonna uh, target exactly the same audience. And uh, if you see so, sometimes what what can be uh, found found that that some some of the channels they don't work and others do work. So maybe. Uh, then you just abandon one of the channels and you focus on one of those. Yeah, so then using original, original uh, like ad manager uh, by, by Facebook or by Google or by LinkedIn might be an option. Coming back to that. Is there any value on kind of the whole um, brand awareness where it kind of fits into this where let's say, you know, so-and-so channel isn't converting that well, but is there something of just getting your ad or your banner or whatever it is in front of folks more. Um, so let's just say you're retargeting on uh, a Google display network. Maybe it doesn't even convert, but is there just some value in, you know, folks looking at you and saying, Hey, I've seen you all over the place because you're on all these different channels. Or is that something where you just want to kind of see what works the best and hit just those specific channels? It's a very good question. So brand awareness, uh, is always important. And for, for e-commerce, it is, uh, uh important as well so it i would say like uh, depends on on what what stage uh, your business is at so uh for very beginning so focusing mainly on on conversional conversional market is is the best option then the business grows so really you should start spending some budget on brand awareness 
and including what you have. Ex- and for brand awareness, like visual things uh, are the best, so what you have mentioned. So so definitely it should be like either like 10, 10 or 20 percent of, uh, of your entire marketing budget should be spent on brand awareness. Um, what uh, what is uh, important and like what we do at Omnisense, so we do focus on like customer retention. Uh, so uh, as sometimes we call it like it's it's more targeted brand awareness uh, instead of just you know uh, spraying uh, the message everywhere like spray and pray concept which sometimes happens when when companies decide that now we should invest into brand awareness. If if you're you know Nike or Coca Cola, you can probably afford yeah. to just let's just tar- yeah. we'll target everyone. Um, but yeah, if you're an e-commerce retailer, you might not have that same. Um, budget right to just say let's just target let's do a Super Bowl ad so what do you kind of so when you say targeted brand awareness um are you talking about past buyers or what are you talking about yes yes so 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 i i I would really i would really uh advise to focus at first to focus uh uh, as like uh, brand awareness for past buyers so it's kind of retention more thing uh, less acquisition but more retention alongside with uh, some loyalty programs reward programs referral programs but like uh, advertising you can like advertise your your uh, your brand name you can advertise like new collection if you have one or you can advertise your referral program or your loyalty program as well that means that customers who have already bought from you and if they've got a decent experience i mean quality of the product the quality of the service was good and they are in general not against you come back uh, to purchase again but maybe they just can forget your name i mean that happens uh, because they then they're gonna need something uh, new one to buy so they're gonna just google and if you are in a first position it's you're lucky if you're not so they will not go directly to your online store that but that happens quite often uh so yeah so to work with such a customer's past buyers is it really makes sense to to to, to build a brand awareness uh, with that targeted group so, yeah, because that's one of those things where if you've been around for a while, you already have the list, you have all the data. So it's that's correct. Right. You can move you can move the needle pretty um, significantly with a very small amount of action. Right. Because let's say you have an email list of 10,000 past buyers, which you might if you've been around for any amount of time. It's very easy to just say, let's do something with these um, folks. What would you actually so when you say brand awareness, are we talking email display, like retargeting, like what type of. How would you move through that campaign? So it really depends on uh, on what kind of products do you have, and uh, it really depends of of your business. And uh, do is it like more based on some collections, uh, some, you know, summer, spring, autumn, or so, autumn, winter, or, or, or so? Is it is it like do you have like new products every week, or, or is it the same product for for quite a long time, and you you just have a single product, and then you can. Uh, sell something to that like accessories or, or some something around that product so so really so really, it really really depends there is no single answer to uh, to that specific question but uh, but yeah and all, all the channels might might be used so with with like email or push notifications or like uh, Facebook messenger so I, I would advise to 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 use those uh, more uh, as like conversional marketing so when you have something to offer immediately where the decision can be made immediately so you can do that and like more display ads uh, facebook google instagram youtube they are uh, better for brand awareness so 
the combination of those two uh, might be the most effective. Gotcha. What do you say to folks? Because um, you hear this all the time where somebody finds a channel and it's working and they're just doubling and tripling down on that channel. Mm-hmm. What do you, what would you say, you know, why would you want to go omnichannel versus that, you know, tripling down on the channel that's working? Why would you, you know, let's say Facebook is working and you love Facebook and you think your customers are all on Facebook. Why, why even go to say, let's try Google, let's try Instagram or wherever else. Um, I completely agree. Double down, quadruple down on the channel, which works for you. Uh, but usually what happens that uh, uh, once you are quadrupling down on Facebook, uh, you do it for, for acquisition purposes. And then, the, and then the, that means that each time uh, you are acquiring the, the same customer again and again. And it's the most uh, expensive way to do that. So uh, the reason to combine different channels that uh, that uh, that the goals are completely different. Channels like uh, like Facebook, like Instagram are very great for customer acquisition, but for retention they're not the most effective channels. Email is much more effective comparing to Facebook ads. Yes, like as we were talking about brand awareness, it, it can be supported. It should be supported by some uh, visual ads, etc. But those are not the most effective things. So uh, so yeah so. That quadruple down, but don't forget to start working on customer retention. And email, uh, text messages, uh, push notifications, they are much more effective for retention comparing to uh, Facebook, Google Ads. Gotcha. Before the show we were talking, you mentioned uh, WhatsApp. And I feel like that's one of those things that's on the horizon of the next, you know, the next marketing channel to attack, you know, find people on. Because um, uh, Facebook recently they bought them, right? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, some okay. time ago. Yeah, that, that's correct. It's WhatsApp is being owned by Facebook. With WhatsApp is a tricky situation currently. That although they do provide the service, but uh, uh, they do really limit who can use that, and only like big brands uh, they need. To, you need to get to, like kind of manual permission from them to communicate. You need to approve the messages you're gonna send to your customers in advance, and uh, they 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 have the limits for minimum amount spent uh, per month. So primarily now it's, it's, it's really limited capabilities for, for a bigger brand. Uh, but I hope that there's like the most big brands, <laughs> not the bigger brand ones, like you need to spend significant amount of money and then there's a lot of hustle to start using WhatsApp. Uh, but uh, I hope and seems like this is just an experimental stage. And, uh, you know, they, they have uh, technical capabilities in place and they're experimenting with, with like few uh, small amount of bigger brands to see what really works, what doesn't work and how this should be um, positioned in the market and what capabilities to provide for the market, etc. And I have no doubts one day they, they will open their API uh, to like anyone. So yeah, so definitely this is kind of this is the future challenge. Hope that they will simplify things and will open for everyone. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's only a matter of time, right? Before um, you know, Facebook bought Instagram, and at first, um, I don't even know if you could advertise on Instagram originally, but then they bought it, they merged in the Facebook ads platform, and now it's like one of the biggest um, networks they have. And I have a feeling the same thing goes for WhatsApp, where they bought it, they're doing exactly what you said, they're gonna still work with the big brands, um, kind of white glove sort of service. And then eventually it's going to go into the Facebook ads platform. And then same thing there. You can use that one platform to, it's almost, 
it's almost like Facebook is trying to create their omni-channel platform, but on the, in their own like universe. Is that kind of true to say? Completely agree. Uh, so it's, it's, it's the best strategy. I mean, zero to one has, uh, uh, has, has like, uh, uh, has talked about to, in that book about like world garden strategy and definitely like Google is making that Facebook is making that so owning different channels and owning data customers data and customers behavioral data behind uh, those those different channels it's it's a great asset to to own so definitely Facebook is trying to build that they are very close to uh, to having almost monopoly on this conversation of things and uh, but uh, but like for 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 the players and for for marketers there will definitely be like open apis which you can plug plug in and and use use things and you know uh bring a bit like third party tools bring more accuracy on that communication and like automate things from from your side design beautiful beautiful ads and proper messages etc so that's that's the way it's gonna it's gonna work in the future got it any kind of last tips if somebody's kind of sitting there listening thinking wow this sounds really hard and i don't do any of this right now um <laughs> you know because a lot of folks they do one thing or they do bare like yeah. they're just kind yeah. of starting or they don't do all these things well like where would you if someone's just listening and they're saying i just want to like do better i want to move forward um where would you recommend starting what's kind of the low-hanging fruit here uh so i would say like uh choosing a proper tool to do that. So there are tools in the market uh, which have like uh, ready-made uh, templates of the like um, ready-made uh, workflows which are based on the best practices or some like benchmark industry standards, etc. So it's it's really choosing a proper a proper solution for that. It uh, would be really easy to start with, with basics. And once you start with the basics, uh, then you, you know, you can improve things uh on the go so just you know just start and and then have advice just don't start thinking too complicated uh, at the very beginning what 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 sometimes happens once talking to like uh those who are not doing uh, or they're doing just a single thing they they uh once we start planning uh, something more advanced they they over complicate things so never advice don't over over complicate things from the very beginning start simple and then improve awesome very good advice i like that if people want to find you learn more about what you guys are doing where can they do so yeah so we can find us on like omnisan.com or i prefer using twitter or linkedin so those social networks are the most preferred so we can find myself as well i'm always keen on having conversation with the people who are in e-commerce or marta industries awesome i'll definitely uh link to the show notes and people should hit you up for some more info. So thank you very much for uh, coming on. It's great chatting. Cool. Likewise. Thanks for hosting me.